But for more on international markets, we have on the line with us Peter Asshole, who is the co-founder of Wealth in uh, Wealthy. Good morning, Peter. Now, after being, let's talk about rates because after being behind the rate curve for a while, central banks like the Fed and even the uh, RBA have been racing to catch up. Have the recent hikes had any effect on controlling inflationary pressures, in particular the area of food prices? Good morning to you and good morning to all the listeners. I think it's too early. Monetary policy generally, as a rule of thumb, has a lagging effect of about 12 to 18 months. And we've only just seen central banks moving over the past few months, really since February this year. So I don't think there's, um, at the moment, enough anecdotal evidence to suggest that rate hikes are you know, causing downward pressure on inflation. However, we're starting to get monthly reads into the global economy you know, into things like production capacity, consumer sentiment has come down. And so there are early signs that the recent efforts will, to some extent, dampen the demand. Whether they address the inflationary pressures in the supply chain is yet to be seen. So then do you think that um, that these, at least the Fed will be, uh, will still maintain their rather hawkish monetary stance and be aggressive in their hikes? I think uh, one of the most important things that a central bank has is its word, its credibility. And so actions uh, well, actions need to follow words. And I think if the central bank starts to move in a certain direction, it needs to balance the numbers with its credibility. And, and so I think it's very hard to see the Fed shying away from it, its stance and the direction it's moving in unless something completely out of the blue comes and destroys the global economy. In the absence of that, I think we'll continue to see rates rising higher. We have to also keep in mind that we're coming off ultra-low levels. We're going from ultra-low to low. And in the overall context, we are still at very, very low cash rate levels. How do you rate the Fed's credibility so far? Um, I think the Fed is probably the most credible central bank in the world, and that's why the US dollar is seen as the reserve currency. I think overall, if you take an overall picture, um, they have maintained very strong credibility, particularly when they softened the economic impact of the downturn. Uh, there have been you know, some questions over timing, uh, and I think that's hurt credibility and particularly getting the transitory nature wrong on inflation. They did go very hard last year and say it was transitory uh, when it wasn't. So... I think there has been some damage, but not enough damage to dent the overall confidence in the Fed as the the leading central bank and the US dollar as the reserve currency of the world. Okay, let's take a look at oil prices. Currently, when we look at Brent crude, it's 111 US dollars. It's down 1% this morning, but still, of course, up close to 50% on a year-to-date basis. Uh, What's your view in terms of oil prices? My view is oil is key. I think if you track all two-year interest rates against Brent crude price, you'll see very strong correlation on the way up and on the way down. When we had the pandemic, obviously it was oil that fell first. And then, you know, central banks saw that as a sign of falling, collapsing demand. And every time oil goes up, it has a self-destructing mechanism built in because, um, you know, it hurts. It hurts global economies. And we're seeing the fallout from that. We're seeing social unrest. We're seeing economic unrest. We're seeing demand being destroyed. 
And so I think we're, we've seen a, a high in oil. Um, I think what really, really sent shockwave through the oil price was the war in Europe. And unfortunately, in the mainstream press, we're not hearing enough about that war and the impact. And, you know, I think we're not being told uh, the full economic fallout. Uh, but markets are smart. Markets are transparent. Markets are pricing it in. And I think Brent crude coming off its recent highs is an indication by the market that demand will slow down. And so that's what I'm watching. If there's one indicator that I keep my eye on is the Brent crude price. I think Brent crude sub 100 is going to relieve a lot of pressure for central banks. But at the moment, we're between 100 and 150. So it's still watch oil and make sure it doesn't blow out and maintain monetary policy according to that. So how sustainable is the current uh, demand in the travel and hospitality sector? Because it's been really a blockbuster year so far, right, with pent-up demand, you know, being built up across countries coming up for lockdowns. So with this uh, sense that demand perhaps might uh, might peak already, but with cost pressure still in place, where do you see the sector heading to in the next six months? For me, it's a matter of extremes. I mean, when we had the pandemic, we had an extreme downturn, and now we have an extreme bounce and we're not near a level that's natural uh, a lot of the supply chains that were shut down uh, are struggling to come back and it will take time for me it's going to take five to ten years for us to understand uh, what post-pandemic life looks like from an economic perspective and so it's very understandable that people you know having been locked down having not been able to see their loved ones their families do business all these things are just scrambling at any opportunity to travel where they can afford to do so and pay prices where they don't really care to an extent because they value that freedom more than the actual price. But at some point, um, you know, a lot of the supply constraints are going to be addressed because the demand will be there and there'll be a a uh, self-correcting process. So the most honest answer is I don't know uh, what's sustainable, but I do know if oil persists higher, we're going to continue to have an inflation problem. If oil comes back below 100, a lot of things, wages, supply chain pressures, um, you know, all the inflation that feeds into goods and services is going to help cushion the inflationary worries. Okay, another sector I want to explore is actually the property sector, but this is in relation to Australia. Uh, do you think there are serious signs that Australia's long property boom is coming to an end with the higher material costs and accelerating mortgage rates? Uh, I think real estate is a very interesting asset, particularly residential real estate, because uh, while bond markets tend to price in the future of interest rate expectations, real estate prices, you know, people, ordinary people uh, are probably ahead of that curve too. And what we've seen uh, over the past few years is residential real estate prices in Australia and most other developed economies around the world really blow out. We've had years where we had 20, 25% uh, year on year growth. and, And now that has to settle down. And it's a good thing that that settles down because, um, you know, real estate, residential real estate has a social impact. When you have an economy where people can't afford to pay their rent or buy a house, that has a big disadvantage, competitive disadvantage on your ability to attract labor and migration and for people to live a happy, healthy life. And so what we're seeing at the moment is a moderation. A lot of people are focused on demand, but I'm actually focused on supply, the cost of producing a home, whether it's an apartment, a townhome or a freestanding house has gone through the roof, not just um, the building costs, but the labor costs and the approval process. And so there's going to be some cushion. And so in Australia, 
um, obviously our business is in the residential investment space. And what we're seeing at the moment is anything in the affordable range, anything near natural demand is still very, very strong. Coming off, of course, not as strong as what it was, but in the overall context, it's still great. Anything that's sort of uh, priced for a premium or has some emotion in it is coming off, maybe 10, 15% from the high. All right. Thank you for your.